Hello and good evening, or morning, or afternoon, or whatever time you're listening to this. Whatever, you're doing you. What's going on? What's happening? How's work? Okay. Okay. Could be worse. Could be me. My car's broken down. You'll hear about that in the show. But if you have a car you want to sell birdie, Holla at your boy. Also, I can't believe I just said holla at your boy. So today's show is really just all about the wild card weekend. And there's a little bit of baseball and shit, but you know, whatever. Let's get to the show. Say what up, Dubs. <laughs> Got it right this week. And my other co-host, Meech. Say what up, Meech. <laughs> what up? I, I see, did I could panic. Never, I could never have like a greeting for every episode. I can't yeah. get my shit together anyway, let alone if I don't like, oh shit, it's this day today. I, I panicked as soon as Birdie as soon as Birdie started saying, well, he just fucking started talking. I was like, oh what, what day is it? Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Is this a week? We got he's, he's gotten short on the last few intros. He just said, yeah, I know. Like, Normally gives me more time like to think. Names. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've actually kind of run out of nicknames. So if anybody thinks of a nickname, like just shoot it at us on Twitter and shit. <laughs> Squirtleby. <laughs> I thought I thought about that. And then I was like, that sounds so fucked up and weird. That was like one of the first ones I thought of, actually. Anyway, how was the week, boys? Or weekend, I guess. Meet you want to start? Yours was eventful. Yeah, I mean, I had to move a relative, so I didn't. I out of the gloriousness that was football, I watched like twenty minutes of the Bills game after I I started watching a Ram Seahawks game, but they put a replay on. I, why was there a replay on on Wild Card Weekend? No idea. I, I, I anyway, so I was that. watching a Ram Seahawks game from you know their first matchup probably or something. I don't know. And then realized that the Bills game is on. I was like, oh, I'd rather watch this. And I, I didn't even realize I had fucked up that bad until halfway through the day when my the, someone that was helping us was like, oh, no, the Rams game is still on at, you know, one. And I was like, no, it happened already. And I, uh, yeah, totally screwed the pooch on that. I wasted valuable viewing time on a replay. <laughs> yeah, that's tough that's tough that's tough i don't know i mean it's a good weekend if it makes you feel any better i haven't had the best week either man my car is donezo it is caffeine yeah it's not the fucking worst dude it is the worst dude because like i don't know like it's just like so many people are like well you could buy this car and i'm like yeah but like you've had that car sitting in your driveway for two years and you haven't turned it on once i'm not buying that fucking car so i'm gonna have to go finance a car i fucking hate whatever and anyway. i did that shit last and year. then Fuck i it. just cut the living shit out of my finger cooking dinner before we decided to podcast i mean like i might need stitches i'm really not sure yet 
Like it's bleeding right now. So if I pass out in the middle of this podcast, <laughs> call an ambulance. You just hear <laughs> fucking <laughs> man down, man down. <laughs> uh, Birdie? No, no. Birdie? In, that, in that classic British tradition, we shall soldier on. What about you, Dubs? How's the weekend? And they man? shall weather on through the storm. We're good. Uh, not too bad. Been pretty busy. Uh, I got with some friends Friday night. Little small get together, you know, COVID and everything. But yeah, uh, yeah, to pretty much just I worked Saturday and didn't get to see much of the Bills game. And today's been pretty, uh, pretty lazy besides going out to run a couple errands. Dope. Yeah. Well, for those listening, there's really not too much sports to talk about today. So there's going to be a little bit of nonsense on the show. But let's talk about some sports now that I've prefaced it that way. Uh, how about our Mets take from the last episode, which hasn't aged, aged well? Poorly. <laughs> it did not age like fine wine. It aged more like a little Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, oh, nice. That's a good one, dude. Yeah, it was so funny because I woke up and I saw the news and I was like, you know, obviously like hype. But I was like, should I text the guys? And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do it because they're just going to find a way to make me feel bad about it. <laughs> well, it's funny because me and him were awake and we had already started texting each other and I was just waiting for your appearance in the chat. Yeah, we were both just kind of waiting on you to come in so we could check on your confidence and Wait, find how, to pick oh, apart. Yeah, well, all right, let's pick it apart then. Come on, because to me, it is a stellar deal. I mean, they gave up like nothing. They gave up uh, literally it, like next to nothing. I'll give yeah, you we, that. It was a good deal. We talked about it uh, a little bit in the chat, and I said, well, yeah, they gave him nothing, but the key is getting that extension signed. Does he really want to be a free agent, or will he re-sign with the Mets? Because I know that even though we gave up nothing for Mookie in the offseason, I was, like, relieved when he signed that massive extension. I bet you were. Right, to ensure that you he's were. going to be a Dodger forever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, I agree. Which I'm sure double – is also pretty happy about, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. So like, yes, you made the deal. Now it's time to spend the money. Now it's time to not worry about the tax that your organization has forever done. So if you could get him re-signed, I would start looking at this more seriously. It's still a huge deal. It's still a massive deal, but you guys have now apparently jolted into the universe of all the big teams. I feel like the Dodgers, the Yankees, Red Sox, all these get, well, not Red Sox lately, but uh, all these guys get talked about. They get mentioned what? with what? every free agent, every big move, everything like that. And so I heard the Mets had started rumors on Chris Bryant, and I was just like, "Wow, yeah. they get they get an owner with money, and all of a sudden they're they're exactly. with the big boys." Yeah, I mean, like that's kind of my thing is like you mentioned, like does he want to stay a free agent? I think that like is he going to sign from his perspective? I bet that's kind of a like wait and see what they do because if they keep making big moves and they push to be you know a quote unquote contender, you probably see him you know sign the contract. But it just depends on what they're going to do. I'm confident actually that they're going to keep making moves. I've heard some you know podcasts that I listen to related to the Mets talking about how you know, all those rumors they pushed out may have just been to force people, other people to kind of like, you know, bite the hook, if you will. It's like baiting the hook. But, you know, we'll see. Like we said last week, we'll see. 
I didn't like that tangent. You just threw in like three or four <laughs> fucking jabs at me and my Red Sox. And, uh, well, because usually you guys are amongst the big boys, but it's it's on the streets. We stuff. fucking I mean, are. It's pretty evident that you guys are shedding payroll like a fucking dog sheds their winter coat. So we're making adjustments. Oh, it's yes. not a rebuild. <laughs> it's adjustments. That is uh, the sound of great, mental gymnastics. We still have a great yeah. lineup. Sales gonna come back mid-season from Tommy John. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez didn't play last year because of the heart issue related to COVID. And Evaldi's a fucking stud. We just oh. need a great. Evaldi's not pitcher. worth the money that you guys overpaid on him. And That's, how many how many times have I heard that since you guys traded Mookie? But yeah, no, Cell coming back will be a huge thing for you guys. And Eduardo Rodriguez is not not a not a slouch. No, he's really fucking good the thing with him is when Cora was the manager he would just let him go too long like he'd be at 110 pitches through seven and you're like all right he's he's done and then he'd come back out in the eighth and you're like what what are we doing what are we doing here the only other thing i could think of in baseball going into the weekend which also made it kind of a drag tommy lasorda dodger hall of famer passed away yeah all right he just dude. gotten out of the Rip. hospital and uh i thought he was gonna be good and then you know my mom actually texted me before any of the insiders so like before it was on twitter my mom hit me up and then as soon as i went to twitter i saw everyone posting and i was like damn that la news breaks fast down there huh yeah it's fucking sad man MLB loses a true treasure, huge ambassador for the game, and I gotta feel bad for Vin Scully. Uh, he lost his wife and Tommy Lasorda within two weeks, and it's just Jesus. you feel bad for the guy. That's terrible. That's that's so sad. Resting in peace to the legend. Yeah, Tommy Lasorda, huge presence, uh, you know, and it's it's a huge loss. But uh, you know, hopefully he's better now. And at least he got to see the champs win. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. I, I, I think it might have been in the Rams game. They were talking about how, you know, like the last game was a World Series win. So that's that's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. You know? And then in game, uh, the game before that, he told Dave Roberts, it's not, it's not over. Win tomorrow and then it'll be over. So it's just... You know, you, they showed that clip. That clip was everywhere, oh, and you just got emotional. It's gonna make me cry, time. man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's so really sad, tough. Sad news for the Dodger Nation, and really all of baseball. Like I said, yeah, he won a I gold mean, sports in, the in general. You know, yeah, and he was a great ambassador for a game that yeah that is in trouble. Yeah, moment of silence. Okay, so Good job. thanks. So. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we move to the recaps here was uh, I don't know if you guys heard about the Columbus Blue Jackets in the NHL. They've they've like suspended like 15 players. Uh, really? They, yeah, literally. It's like How it might, even, bro, it might even be that. like 19. Oh, it's, it's like a bunch of players and some coaching staff. It might be like 19 people. It's like 15 or 19. And... It's. I don't think all of them have COVID. There, a lot of people are speculating because it's the NHL and you never know fucking anything. But people are speculating that it's like over precaution. You know what I mean? Or like hyper precaution, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know? And yeah, that, I mean that's. You a said suspended. Shit. I thought they no, all got yeah. in fucking trouble. No, no, like, no, man. But like that's a. Like, how did I not hear about this? But regardless, say, that's a shitload. Right? Of, that's a shitload of people 
to be. Torts is still there. When, Torts yeah. is still there, right? Of course. I was Torts say, is my fucking said, guy, dude. Yeah, he's the man. He is uh, one of the greatest coaches in hockey history. Not record-wise, but as a human. He's great. I respect him, but I feel like my team's always playing in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was going to say, he must be livid when you said suspended. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a little air out of stuff. Like, you know, he's he's always not uh not shying words. No, he is not. Team. And that's what I love about him. Like he's oh, not yeah. a great coach as far as record goes, but as far as like personality, like that guy fucking rules. But he yeah, I'm just the saying Deusto. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, fifteen people is a lot of people to be short when you have to play in I mean puck drops tonight. Four right? days. No, it's on Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, still, like, that's a lot of... It's already actually affecting a shitload of teams because on the Rangers, Mika Zabinijad missed the first, first week of practice because of COVID. He, his first skate was today. So Yeah, but it'll get ironed really, out within the next couple of weeks, I think, as they start taking it seriously. Yeah. I mean, we saw this with the NBA, too. You know, it was a, such a short offseason that when they jumped into it, they had a couple guys testing positive. And um, now, even, they've had a spike the last week. I mean, they've had two games canceled today. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind canceled. of the, the business you do outside of the bubble. Like, it's it's such it's such such a, a fine line because you know that these guys have to be playing it safe, but it's just so hard to not catch. It's so transmittable, and it's yeah. you don't it doesn't always show signs. So, like, it's it, we've seen every league have problems with it, um, and, and especially playing outside of the bubble. You know, just like we saw with baseball they're going to have some problems. Yeah, for sure. It's just to me, like the interesting thing is like normally hockey is, is a longer season, but this one's only 56 games. So if you miss a player for like a week, you know, everybody's playing a shitload of games in one week. You're playing like six, seven games in one week. So if you miss a player for like six games, like if the Rangers missed Artemi Panarin for six games and they lost every one of those games, I mean, they're done. Like you're not crawling back from that, you know? So like, it's just going to be, Really uh, interesting, I guess, unfortunate how it's going to affect some teams. Let's get to the, uh, let's talk about some football. You want to talk, talk about some football, boys? Football. All right, let's talk about some football. So, Colts-Bills game was dope. Didn't see it, unfortunately. It was dope. It was very close. It was dope. Birdie, carry the ladder on this one. That's what, what got the Bills the dub. Uh, it, it really was just, uh, you know, Diggs and Allen. I mean, that's, I mean, the story of that's every Bills game, show, right? Yeah. It's the story yeah. of every Bills game. They just are, like, fucking in sync. I would make a Star Trek reference about the Binars, but you guys wouldn't get it, so I oh, won't do God. that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they were just in sync. Fucking nerd. But the Colts did put up a hell of a fight, man. They really, really did. But it's just, you know, towards the end of the game, Rivers couldn't get it done. And we've seen that before. So, you know. To build off that, where do we think Rivers will be next year? uh, Maybe retired? Yeah, high school sideline because he's retiring. Yeah, I think I could see him playing another year, but I think it's his best bet to retire. Yeah, I mean, he, he just... He wasn't as as close of a game as it was because it was a close game. This is the one I watched pretty much the most. I watched a couple other ones this weekend, but I was, like I said, I was super busy. But yeah, the 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 Colts Bills game was really competitive, and 
you know, usually I would shit all over Philly Riv, but he actually looked good. And even in the weather, uh, it was outdoors and and uh, cold. So I was kind of shocked to see that he played really well, but he did. Philip Rivers, 27 for 46, 309 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor added 78 yards, but it wasn't enough to keep up with what he has been doing lately. And on the other side, like you touched on, Bernie, Allen and Diggs were electric, 26 for 35, 324, two touchdowns for Allen. He also ran one in, and Diggs had 128 yards on six catches. Yeah, Diggs continues to pay off that trade that they made. He has really, really opened up things for this offense, and and I think is part of the reason uh, Allen's doing so well this year. Yeah, we saw Diggs complaining for touches and everything in Minnesota, and he's proved it to be a valid complaint this season because he was first in receptions, first in yards, and he's definitely helped Josh Allen take a step up and the Spills offense be one of the best in the league. I mean, and there were a couple casualties from that Minnesota switch in offense. I mean, Kevin Rudolph used to be like a top 10 tight end fantasy-wise. They moved him to basically a blocker the last few That's a solid call. I forgot he even existed. Yeah, like he used to be one of the top tight ends, honestly. They transitioned to that new offense, and all of a sudden, you know, he's basically a blocking tight end, getting two, you know, five-yard receptions a game when this man used to used to put up, you know, seven to ten points pretty consistently in fantasy, honestly. And, uh, yeah, Diggs, Diggs saw a drop-off, but – he, like like I said, like we both said, I mean, they, he has made such a huge difference for this team, and he has made Cole Beasley better because Cole Beasley is actually a pretty good receiver as well, but he's just a different kind of receiver. He's made him better, though, because teams can't focus on only him or the tight end in Buffalo anymore. They have to dedicate to stopping digs, and even then, it, we've seen it all year long, it kind of just doesn't matter. Yeah. Beasley was just under a thousand yards this season too, so that shows how much production he had as well. Yeah, he's had a, a good couple years, but I just feel like their offense has been really good since they got Diggs. That was that was a trade that worked well for both teams. Yeah, he bet sure. on himself, and the bet paid off. Did you guys watch the Ram Seahawks game at all? So I missed the first quarter and the Walford shit, and I saw most of the rest. Okay, I mean it was you know that Rams defense that won that game. Like oh a hundred percent heartedly won they that game. Shut down Wilson. They shut down the run game. Their defense was phenomenal. Donald Did you see Metcalf losing it? Yeah, he was pissed. <laughs> he was losing it. He was it. pissed. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. It made me laugh. I mean, but what? Yeah. So what happened with Walford? Because I missed that hit, Bernie. So he was running the ball, and he like kind of dove to get either the first down or just to get a couple more yards and someone went to tackle him and it was like straight head-to-head collision it wasn't though it it, it didn't look that bad that's what i was about to say it didn't look that bad no but i once you get it it, you clearly saw that it was shoulder to head uh dude it was straight up helmet to helmet like it was literally not because i I watched it like five times this morning okay regardless i understand them being precautious about it like yeah no i mean anytime you're dealing with a spinal cord injury you have to be precautious a lot uh adams took a ton of flag for a dirty hit i honestly didn't think was that bad if you want to be protected in the NFL, and we've seen it week in and week out, slide. Learn how to slide. If you're a quarterback oh, yeah. and you do not know how to slide in this league where you yeah. are given every benefit of protection, 
Yeah, watching it right now, I'm with you. Me, I, I don't feel bad for you. And no, you it's clearly see it's a shoulder hit. Shoulder. Yeah. yeah, no, and absolutely. I'm not saying it was intentional. I'm just saying, like, there was definitely contact. Like, I'm not saying it was intentional Oh, I mean, there was, all. but he wasn't down. He wasn't sliding. Yeah. yeah. It looked like he, he was protecting, like, bracing for impact. It didn't yeah. look like he was sliding. No, not at all. It, I don't think it's a dirty hit at all. I want to make that clear. Like, I'm, I'm Yeah, at the time, though, Adams caught a lot of flack for it. And uh, I watched, like, the last half of that game. So I didn't see that hit live, but I mean, you are afforded every benefit of the doubt. I mean, we talk about bad, you know, roughing the passer penalties every week. It seems like in the NFL, if you are a quarterback, learn how to slide, go play baseball, go play little league, learn how to slide because there is no excuse for you getting blown up. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, you know, it's a contact sport, like accidents are going to happen. I don't think it was intentional at all to add your point there meach and every single year it seems like more things are added to protect the quarterback even more yeah. i mean that's the one point of emphasis the nfl has really laid down they don't want to see backup quarterbacks starting nope. quarterbacks get paid the most money they're the most important part of the team and when they're they not on the, the field fans. ratings dip yeah yeah exactly. yeah i mean it's like probably the most protected position in all of sports that i can think of but hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, Dubs, like they just shut down the Seahawks. Like it was pretty ridiculous, to be honest with you. Aaron Donald's just a fucking beast. We yeah. talk about it every show, but he went out of the I game too. It, he went out. He of the did, game too. but he still had two sacks. Yeah. Well, he had sacks, and the sad thing was when, and that was part of the game that I was watching when he went out of the game. The Seahawks still couldn't capitalize, and. You know, this defense is just disgusting, and I don't know why I keep overlooking them. They're, like, the number one rated defense in the league. Yeah. But I keep overlooking them. I chose the Seahawks last week, and I just thought that they would look so much better. This defense is just disgusting. And like I said, even when Donald went out, it didn't seem to matter. Russ was still running from his life. I thought I had a Texans game on because Russ was just running for his life like Deshaun Watson was the whole goddamn year number one <laughs> against the pass and number two against the run rams defense has been top five basically all season yeah they yeah. can't imagine why you have a lockdown corner and uh the best player on uh in the defense in the league and tons of good solid starters and tons of surrounding talent yeah, yeah exactly well meet you mentioned uh watson have you seen all the rumors floating about in the rumor sphere the past week i have and let me tell you i have a new number one qb target <laughs> you're not, not fucking you're not getting him where, not well where do you think he's gonna go like because people are saying Nowhere. the jets and i'm like no yeah Nowhere. i agree with you that's the most likely scenario he's not but, going anywhere if you trade this man and and keep in mind billy obean isn't there anymore he will not get traded for a you know a water cooler and a bucket of sunflower seeds as we used to say back in the day he is going to command huge huge acquisition of picks and existing talent and and even then you really have to question it he's one of the top five qbs in the league and we've all seen if you don't have a quarterback your team is nowhere i mean nowhere yeah no i i 100 agree with you actually i saw a rumor today that the Texans might do a deal surrounding Watson for Tua. If that's on the that table too. and I'm the Dolphins, there's no way I don't do that. 
you have a great defense. You have picks this season. You have not many pieces on offense. I'll give them that. But their receiving core is not horrible. Like honestly, they it's not you horrible. Say they don't have pieces. Great. If they but get a, they have some pieces there. They need a true number one. Let me rephrase it that way. So, did you watch the Bucks and the WFC game? Cause that, that I did was, watch. Uh, the fucking Heineken had a coming out party despite the loss. Yeah, dude. I was actually talking to Sked about it earlier. We were watching Street Sharks. Remember Street Sharks, Meech? No. You don't remember Street Sharks is like Ninja Turtles but with sharks? Wow. No. Anyway, that sounds I like remember some fucking snakes on a fucking. I remember shit. Beetleborgs, which yeah, no yeah. one else remembers from my childhood. I remember like... Beetleborgs. Come on. Beetleborgs. Yeah, dude. dude. Yeah, knock off Power Rangers. Street Sharks was like knock off Ninja Turtles. Anyway, we were watching okay. Street Sharks. Dollar and, Store uh, Ninja Turtles. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, Ed, who is a Bucks fan, my roommate, for those listening, who yeah. one day is going to be on the show. Uh, was talking and we were talking about, you know, they're playing the Saints coming up and he's kind of scared about the game. And I was like, dude, you know, they did what they did against the, the WFC. I almost said it double. And WFC's oh. defense is, is no joke. Their defense is no joke. And he was like, mm. yeah, but their offense is terrible. And I was like, dude, that kid looked good, man. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He came out like the first pass he threw was pretty bad. I'll give you that. But like he came out, he looked good, man. Yeah, he, he looked, looked gnarly. He looked good. I don't know how, like, Meech, we've talked about it a bunch of times. Once you get film on somebody, it's yeah. the whole, the game changes. I don't know if he's going to be, like, people yeah. are talking, like, he's going to be For the sure. definite starter next year. I doubt that happens. Yeah, it depends on what happens, like, in the preseason, I guess, to see if he makes the adjustment. I'm with and you. It just depends. There's so many quarterbacks available. Exactly. True. And That's so, true. And one of those being his ex-quarterback, you wonder if they will bring in Cam Newton. You know, he was also high on Kyle Allen going into the year. He might be back from injury. They have a lot of moving parts in this. And so we'll see. But, yeah, once you get tape on someone, it's a lot harder to defend. You know, I'm, I know that they said they, they plan on switching them out. But you've got to think that they prepared for Alex Smith. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, my thing is, like, yeah, he may not get the starter job, but, like, he'll – I think he'll get a job somewhere because he looked good, you know, like – I think he'll be a backup somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think he'll be a backup. Not, he won't be but, out of the NFL for sure. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, did you all see uh, – you're, you're, by the way, your roommate has reason to worry about that upcoming That's match. what oh, I said to him. That yeah, that's what I said to him. Um, Yeah, no – Tom Brady fell off a cliff, right? Oh, no. He no, threw for no, almost fucking 400 fucking yards. He's the best fucking goat. Greatest yeah, like it's, it's kind of crazy how much talent they have. And you knew, I mean, I think everyone knew when you surround this man with talent, it's limitless. Yeah. Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans are probably three of the top 20 receivers in the league. Somewhere in that area. But and maybe not three. I mean, yeah, Godwin and Evans. I, I were drafted, you know, in for fantasy reasons in the top twenty. I think I I don't know if I'd put Brown there, although he has looked good. I still don't know if I'd put him up there already. That's fair. And Fournette uh, looked Brady, good too. And he's and Fournette did he's, look great. He's not been like kind of shining in in you know this season for the Bucks, but he looked really good this game. And the. Redskins, well, shit, fuck. 
Football <laughs> club's defense has been – they've been good all season, but they got exposed by Brady. And even the run game, like you said, Fournette was good. And Brady has beaten 17 different teams in the playoffs, more than any quarterback has playoff wins. Tom Brady, <laughs> number one best GOAT. Yeah. I just wanted to ask this. How far do you guys think Tampa can go? They have a number one run defense. Their offense is clicking. What do you think? Yeah, we'll we'll see. The true test will be against the Saints. Yep. They have been owned twice. We'll see if they can dial up the same protections that they did for Brady in this game. We all were worried about the Washington pass rush in this game. They ended up not really even being a factor. Brady looked super comfortable back there most of the game. Chase um, Young wanted Tom Brady. Yeah. One yeah. tackle. What well, and like Arian said, be careful what you wish for because yeah. you're all of a sudden looking at the greatest quarterback who's ever existed, which I thought was funny because all day on Twitter, you had all these sports writers saying, like, like I know Breer said, I went up the stairs and my knee hurt. Or uh, Daniel Jeremiah said, I uh, I worked out on a workout bike and I, I'm pretty sure I tore something in my knee. Like, it, it's kind of amazing what he's doing at the age he's doing it. And everyone every year – there's always those hot takers saying he felt he's going to fall off a cliff. He, this guy's like LeBron in the fact that he pours an investment into his body. It's kind of crazy. Like LeBron's well. Sometimes well, I love one and hate one, but yeah. I mean, you love one and hate one, but you know that LeBron is great. That's fair. I mean, he's this generation's greatest player. It's kind of hard to beat Michael I, in I basketball for so many reasons, but he's so versatile. He's so great. But, but I mean, Brady, it, this guy's 40. And even look at LeBron. I mean, both of their ages are both high. And then you look at the playoff games that both of them have played. I mean, Brady now has, what, like a season at least of playoff games. Um, he's 17 wins against different teams, let alone what well, he's put total games. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think it speaks to if you take if well, first of all, you have to be great. But secondly, if you emphasize taking care of your body, the, it, it's really limitless. Like you give this guy 10. And I think I, anyone that was was calling him out last year really just didn't watch a game. I mean, honestly, the last couple of years. You've heard the Brady decline thing, and anyone who could have called for that really hasn't been watching a game. This guy, if you say that and you looked at what he was throwing to in New England, you could tell, you know, it was just not, it's not him. It's not him. And, but this, he looked great. He looked absolutely fantastic. Leonard Fournette took over for an injured Ronald Jones, almost had 100 yards. The Bucks are good. We'll see what the game looks like against the Saints. Meach, you've said before that, you know, when a team gets hot going into the playoffs, it's dangerous, and the Bucks are definitely on a roll, much like the uh, Ravens uh, yeah, but who stomped the Titans, bro. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But, you know, when you're playing a team that's also winning going into the playoffs, we'll see how how, Buff how uh, the yeah. Bucks really no, work. I'm but, yeah, you. the Baltimore, like we talked about last week, you know, they just were – a dangerous team at a dangerous time. And, you know, I was pretty sure that they were going to win just because of that. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, the Titans defense I, is trash. The Titans defense is trash. And I know that King Henry, you know, was a factor going into it, but I just thought the Baltimore Ravens defense doesn't, uh, doesn't care. I'll give you that, Mitch. I had the stats saying that they wouldn't get it done and they stepped up. Yeah, because when yeah. you have that talent on defense, you can shift it. And so it, they don't have to be great against the run. 
But if you can lock down the pass, which they did with those two corners, you can dedicate other personnel to that run game, and it's exactly what they did. And like I said, I don't know if I would want to play this team going in. They have finally found the great balance of Lamar Jackson being just enough of a passing threat, under 200 yards again, but once again, just just enough of a threat to then run all over their opponent. Yeah, and did you yeah. see that one touchdown that he ran for? It was like 48 yards or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he was just gone in, like, no time. He's like the fucking flash, dude. Pew! He's just gone. Yeah, him, you want, him you want and to see me run over to that rock? You want to see me? Yeah, it, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> like, I was like, Good Him Lord, and Murray are just so fast. Like, it, yeah. They it, they find that gear and they're uncatchable and and I think I heard it last week. It kind of doesn't matter if you're playing with a spy if your spy can't catch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And you I know mean, that's it's gonna be a mismatch every time. Yeah, and I mean I'm not gonna say the king was dethroned this game, but he was definitely defrocked because I mean he was just <laughs> not relevant, dude. He was tarred and feathered because this guy fucking rushed for under. Uh, he was he was kept to just forty yards, and that is lowest, insane. It is lowest insane. yardage of the season. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Ravens defense put a fucking hurt on him. They felt like they were just prepared for the run every time. And like Meech said, the two corners were doing their job on Brown and uh, Davis. Yeah, it was a tough game to watch if you're a, a Tits fan. That's for sure. The, the uh, Ravens play next week. Chiefs. Bills? Uh Bills, Ravens right? play the, it's the Bills. The Bills. Sure yes. The Bills. It is the Bills, which is gonna be, I think, an interesting game to watch and a lot of fun. But we'll talk about that next time. So how about Nickelodeon? <laughs> I'm so sad I didn't see this stuff. I saw some highlights on Twitter. And this is this is one game I kind of missed, and I'm I'm not really sad because it wasn't entertaining to watch. But I did want to see the Nickelodeon coverage just to see how they would address it. Oh, it was dope, hold on. dude. It was dope. Hold on. I forgot about something with the Titans. What? Can we talk about that punt? I don't, the fucking I don't remember fourth, the punt. Fourth and, fourth and one. Oh, I do remember the punt. Possession. Yeah, because I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I was like screaming at my TV. I can't believe I forgot about that. Because I was just like, dude, like, what the fuck? You literally just and gave them the game. So uncharacteristic of Vrabel, too. Did you see what he said after the game about it? No, I didn't. He said, I thought we could pit him inside the 10, maybe the 5, and go from there. And he said that the defense had been playing well. They had gotten some good stops. Bitch, Lamar Jackson ran for 165 on you. Yeah, yeah. You're not, we're not watching the same game, bud. Like, (laughs) coming from a guy who hasn't been afraid to kind of go for like when saying. his when his kicker sucked at the beginning of the year he just started like going fuck for it we don't points. need to yeah. yeah yeah and it's fourth and one it's not fourth and four it's not fourth and five and they had finally started they finally started getting some momentum going before that they had a good offensive drive they got a stop and then they fucking punt on fourth and one like that's yeah the play you, you have one of the that's best offenses in the D- nfl one of the worst defenses in the nfl that's so uncharacteristic of rabel who is known as a genius as far as out coaching people most of the time honest and putting his fucking dick on the table and letting it ride right and he just did not do that right there. being yeah. smarter than everyone and also still having that i've played in games knowledge not that long ago 
and I have a feel for the game. Like it's just so uncharacteristic of what we've seen from him. Yeah. And, and there was questionable decision not to go for it in the uh, the Steelers game as well. Yep, there was. I so that two coaching too. mishaps in both of those games. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure those will be addressed in the end of season meeting. But Vrabel, at the end of the day, he does have a great team put together there in Tennessee. And I do like what he's doing, but that was a costly mistake. Yeah, yeah. you just always feel like they're a piece off, though. Yeah, if they can oh, shore up the I'm defense, they're they're oh, in business. Yeah. You know, they're there are a few pieces off, but yeah. So do we have do I have your permission to go back to the Bears and Saints game now, Dubs? I mean, I know it's yeah, the most boring I game talk we have about, to talk about, but we got to talk. We about can talk it. about the slime cannons. Yeah, dude, Spongebob's that shit was dope. That shit was dope <laughs> as fuck. Like, I was like, and, uh, I'm so here for it? this. Who was it that dropped an F bomb like fucking five minutes in? Well, I think it was Patterson, Cordero Patterson. Yeah, Cordero yeah. Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck. <laughs> fucking right on Nickelodeon. I saw so much shit on Twitter about that. I mean, whatever. But, the first uh, time I said fuck, I was five years old. They've all heard it before. That's true. Uh, if you yeah, go to public gonna... school, and you know what, fuck it. If you go to private school, it's worse. Um, but, uh, because I know all of those things, kids hear this shit. And like, I feel like that's one of the things we're so overprotective about. And I just feel like it's weird. I I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. I love the way uh, that's such, that was amazing, dude. It was like social commentary, but then it like took a turn for the stoner. I just feel like it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, with the Bears Saints game. It, you know, it was once again the Bears' defense just trying so hard to keep them in the game. Yeah. And then their offense just not helping them in any way. In any way. And I that's what I said to you guys. Like, if defense is on the field 24-7, they're going to tire. Like, they can only hold for so long. Yeah. The offense consistently fucks the defense. If you go three and out every play or every fucking drive – what are you doing? Yeah, I feel like that was part of the Eagles problem this year as well. Like, honestly, everyone talked shit about our defense. Our defense played, you know, like three quarters of the game well. But if you're on the field that much, you're just you're going to get gashed. And like, that's that's what happened to the Bears. Like they held for so long. And it, it's it's something that my 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 buddy who is a Bears fan, you know, a couple of years ago when they played the Eagles and they had the double doink. You know, he was saying how great they are. And I'm like, dude, you keep saying they're so great. Their defense scored points. They hired an offensive genius head coach. Like, it's a problem. Yeah. I had three things that I wanted to bring up here. First, Javon Wims had one of the worst drops I've ever seen. The Hail Mary in the end zone. He's wide open and fucking dropped it like first quarter. That reminded me of a Madden play so much, dude. I swear <laughs> right. to God, that happens constantly in Madden for me. And I, I couldn't believe he dropped it. And I feel like wide receivers have these gloves that are basically super glue. And yet I've never seen more drops. Yeah, that's kind of fair. Um, the second point I wanted to bring up was the Saints have like so many weapons, but I think their most undervalued weapon is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. That dude has made so many people punch him this year. (laughs) Michael Thomas punched him. Anthony Miller punched him. Somebody else did at the start of the season. I remember him getting in a fight in the Rams playoff game where they had the pass interference bullshit. 
I don't. Yeah, think man is an all-time shit talker legend. Apparently, and because... it always seems like the other person gets thrown out, and not him. And you're like, how many times is this guy gonna get somebody else thrown yeah, out? He just doesn't team? get caught. He just doesn't get <laughs> caught. Well, and you know he has to go with the one of those go words. You know, like yeah. they always talk about when like coaches or managers in the MLB get thrown out. Oh, he must have said a go word, right? He must just say go words Dance to everybody. It. And like, I have yeah. a fucking helmet on. I don't care. Hit me. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hit me, bitch. Want to break your fucking finger and get fun? Go ahead. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. And was... if and you know he's a safe, he's a safety, so he makes a hit. He's talking shit. He. Do you drop a pass or an incomplete pass and he's in the area? He's talking shit. You have to deal with him all game. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, first team all pro. Like, I love that. I love when you can get into someone's head like that. And I You're wish that I was weapon. able to just wash it over. Like when I played on just a minuscule level of any sport, cause I wasn't good, but I could never get over shit like that. And I feel like the best can and, God, he's good at talking shit. Like, I just, it's a skill. And I think we've seen it in all sports. Like, you always have that guy who's just great at talking shit. Oh, yeah. I think Kendrick Perkins used to be that for the, the Celtics back in the day. Oh, yeah. So, first and, uh, team him and all Big Baby pro. Davis. Yeah, Glenn. First team all pro shit talk. Glenn? Yeah, it is Glenn. <laughs> I know. I, I was like saying Glenn, like you say their first name. Like, just rap and ditch. Ripping ditch. Ripping ditch. More yeah. of a I haven't I haven't watched the new season, but I heard it's hilarious. So good. I don't so have good. Hulu anymore. I watched it. Oh, dude, night. you can use my Hulu if you want. Oh, yeah, I, just give it out on air. We just yeah. we just give it out. We give it out Hulu. Eh? <laughs> uh, support the listeners, Bertie. Give the people what they want. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, so I won't do that. <laughs> they want weed. They want pizza, and they want Hulu passwords. Hell yeah, yeah they fucking do. Dubs is sending up some Durban poison in the mail, committing fucking cross state fucking uh, what are they called? Inner. <laughs> Mage, we're sending cookies. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, just that's baked cookies. goods. That's baked goods. And uh, Birdie's helping helping uh, the needy with his Hulu password and username. Let's go, boys. Yeah, we're a charitable podcast, man. We'll post we're a podcast it on all for socials. the people, baby. We'll post <laughs> it on all socials after the uh, show. Just Birdie's fucking free. <laughs> yeah, for absolutely, listeners. absolutely, we will. No, we won't. So let's talk about the uh, Browns and Steelers game, which uh, I text you guys <laughs> in the group chat. Like they are imploding, and that's exactly what they did, dude. Like dude, they imploded. I keep saying it's, this is the game I watch the most, and apparently I just watched more football than I thought I did, which was way less than I usually do, especially on the sacred holiday of Wild Card Weekend, or super wild card weekend this year but yeah the, it was kind of amazing how that game got off to a start i was totally and completely wrong about this game yeah I, yeah i was watching it with selena and as soon as i saw the botch snap i was like this game's over already and they just kept running it up and running it up and running it up yeah i mean i mean the... i didn't think that way but it just seemed like the they did that. They came they out flat. Them. You could see and, it. The Steelers yeah, yeah. just looked dead from the start. Yeah. Yeah, they did. It, it yeah. did not feel like a playoff game. Usually, these are games that happen not really with football as much as uh, other sports where you have longer seasons and you just kind of just don't show up. And Cleveland did not take their foot off the accelerator. And not thank God for that because we've seen so many times people getting back into the games. And the Steelers tried to their credit, but – 
the Browns had built up enough of a league and still, even when they didn't capitalize on every drive, they had built up enough capital and and were able to, to seal it. Yeah, they had the most points in a first quarter in NFL playoff history. I don't know if you knew that. Cleveland Browns. That's awesome. Throw that out there. Yeah, that's the most points ever scored in a first quarter in NFL history. To add to the uh, coming out flat part, the Steelers. (laughs) Ben looked flaccid on the first drive. Oh, The third time you play a team, it's always like you feel it. It's you can tell there's an intensity there. Both teams can't figure each other out, or well, they figured each other out, they can't get an inch against each other, and that just wasn't the case here, especially AFC North. They're you know, those games are usually fucking brutal, yeah. And it, we've talked about momentum before on the podcast, and you just you felt it in that moment, that snap, and then immediately the next score because they scored on the yep. next possession, and you were just like. The way they scored, Kareem Hunt went through their whole defense. He carried yeah. like four people into the end zone. And I was like, they are fucking dead in the water already. Yeah. 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 And I, it's funny. I, I was so happy because for, you know, non-divisional fans, I get it. I said, you have to, you, how can you not root for both the Browns and the Bills and uh, double raise his hand and said he, he couldn't really root for the Bills. And, I, and that's understandable. But yeah, and you, I... I've decided I'm fully on board for seven. I want to see it. Let's yeah, I mean, you guys have rings. You don't give a shit, right? Who cares? Yeah, and I just want to see Tom get another one. Fuck it. Let's fucking run it up. Oh, you're. <laughs> you're I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were being a better person by rooting for the Bills. No, you, you no. did not. Yeah, no, <laughs> fuck, that right no, now. no fuck just, them. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm happy for him, but you're I can't hashtag Tommy right now. I am back to hashtag Tommy. My yeah. team's I mean, out. Yeah. Let's just fucking do it. You know, go get I mean, I'm, I'm up. at this point. I'm I'm behind the Browns until they lose, man. Because I'm Browns or Bills. Like yeah. I just you weren't fucking Browns fans. last week. You picked the Steelers. Hold on, hold on. I picked the Steelers, and even then I wavered because I and felt like they were going to do something in this game. But but they were missing a starting left guard and Did their fucking head coach, who Did is the play caller. Kind of a big deal. Didn't seem to matter. And, and <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. He was picking who and he thought. Birdie. Hold on, hold on. He was picking who he thought was going to win, not necessarily who he wanted to win. That I was, was a conversation. Under no circumstance was I ever like, oh, I feel bad for the Steelers. I hope they win some. No, absolutely not. Me and Birdie were both on the Browns. We were super excited about yeah, it. We, we were, were hyping it up. We were trying to get you yeah. on board, and you were like, nah, steel curtain. And guess what fucking happened? I'm usually not the stack guy or the analysis guy. I'm usually a field guy. I did not go with my First field four there. letters of analysis. It's more your speed. <laughs> God damn it. What does that even mean? Anal. <laughs> oh, I didn't get that. God Dyslexic too. <laughs> I mean that too. <laughs> oh, first four. Yeah. Yeah. I that. <laughs> full slow. Full slow. I uh, mean, Brady ben, just goes, God damn it. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger threw, what was it, four picks in the four, game? Five hundred uh, yards, dude, four touchdowns, four INTs. And and I can't remember who was commentating that game, but one of them made the point that like it seemed like every single pass that he threw was high. Duck. It, they were all ducks. Yeah, like it was just like, what the fuck's going on here, dude? He played the worst 500 yard game by a quarterback ever and i think we've seen it i mean if you have no balance in offense 
you can really just drop everyone and and, and hope for it. And also, since the 11 and 0 has come to an end, I think we've seen these kind of games from Big Ben. We've seen him look great in one half and not so great in the other half. Um, and, and that's what we saw. The first half of this game, he looked like absolute dog shit. The second half, he looked a lot better. He looked a lot better, even he though did. they knew he was passing. And it, it's just, I, th- I definitely think his time is over there. And I think if he's a, he's a team player, he needs to just say to the Steelers, thanks for the parting gifts. I'm going to go out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, Anything else you want to talk about? I had a question, but I think I'll save it for I mean, the next episode. Nick Chubb was underappreciated. Those running backs are just so goddamn dangerous, dude. Nick yes, they Chubb are. Was a fucking beast, dude. Nick Chubb is a goddamn beast. Yeah, their defense stepped up too, though, dude. Like the Browns' defense was like on fire. I mean, it was some picks were served up to them on on like a silver platter, but you know they still capitalized when they needed to, and that kind of stuff is important. Well, and at the end of the day, the Browns executed in a way that they don't usually execute. And therefore, the factory of sadness, it seemed like waned every single quarter. The factory of sadness. Yeah, and you couldn't be, and that's what I'm saying. You could not be happier for the Bills or the Browns fans because two loyal fan bases, and they, they've really earned this, honestly. Yeah, they did. And I, I honestly, like, if you look back on it, like, you know, hindsight is obviously twenty twenty, but if you look back on it, I don't think there was any way the Browns were going to lose this game. Those guys had to be just so fucking ready to play, you know? Like, I just don't yeah. think there's any way they're losing that game. I really don't. Yeah, we'll see. They do get the Chiefs next week, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for them. Me fucking too. Anything else you want to talk about, boys? Uh, I just wanted to get Beach's uh, pick on... National championship game, 14-14, Alabama, Ohio State right now in the second quarter. I'm going to go with Alabama. Yeah, I'm Alabama yeah. too. I'm shocked that it's that. The Ohio State's seen a lot of people missing um, from their sidelines as well. Uh, I, I expect hear, Alabama. You want to hear something crazy? What's Alabama's that? still played 12 games this season. I mean, yeah. I've said it before. He's he's the greatest <laughs> coach in all of college, and I know Dabo threatened that for a couple of years, but we all saw the difference between him and Saban this year. Uh, it's just he doesn't stop, and he's he's happy for seven minutes after they win the championship. Then he hits the recruiting trail, which I, you have to find your balance. Whatever you want to be a coach in, I feel like both of them are a pain in the ass, but I feel like the NFL is better but you have more control in college, but you have to hit the recruiting trail literally after, after you win. Yeah, for sure. And they've just, and like you said, Saban and Ohio state, whether it's urban or this new guy, they just are always in the mix with that. Yeah. And since Saban has really accepted the fact that offense is now part of the game, you know, this isn't a team that's just not going to score anymore ever since. Still can't shut out a QB prospect though. Although I still think that's a little garbage. I mean, uh, A.J. McCarron, I think, was a solid prospect. Kind of got screwed over by the contract process. Never got a fair shake. But yeah, I mean, other than that. But they've kind of jumped to the place where LSU is. Where you don't know. And and some of these other programs too. But specifically LSU from last year. You didn't know if these receivers were just that good. Or if Burrow had an effect. Just like you didn't know that going in with Tua. You've seen 
the how hard it is to evaluate these guys now when they're just stacked. And because all of these programs have just gotten stronger, the dominant program, I mean, every year it's Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. I mean, every year. So, like, you've seen these strong programs just get stronger, and it would be interesting to see what would happen, you know, if if – I don't know, more people took advantage of the transfer portal, something like that. But it's made evaluating the talent at these schools at the quarterback position a little bit harder because you have the best wide receivers, you have the best running backs, all that talent, the best lines, all that stuff. So can they carry a franchise like Joe Burrow had an effect on the Bengals this year before he got injured? And that's that's where talent evaluators have to really look at the tape. Couldn't have said it better. Any oh. last words, boys? Better have a rant. <laughs> yeah. So as of today, Doug Peterson has been fired. Yeah. And I couldn't be more pissed because at the time when everyone was questioning it yesterday on social media, I was like, it's fine. He's already guaranteed a spot. You know, that's this is why he did what he did in the last game. He was told he was being brought back. Apparently, some difference in opinions. He wanted more power, and Laurie wanted Roseman to stay in power. I, I can't stand it. We've talked about it over and over again. Howie Roseman cannot draft to save his life. He passed up the rookie of the year this year, and Justin Jefferson clearly would have helped our offense, which was a problem the whole year. I can't believe they fired a coach three years after winning a Super Bowl, one in 2017, and it's really it's bad it's not a good look i mean people are talking about the texan situation like that's a bad organization to go to right now the eagles i don't know if it's much better i mean you saw all these eagles fans delusional eagles fans saying eric the enemy come to us why the fuck would he want to why the fuck would a top coaching prospect want to go to your organization when you jettison the only coach that has won your organization a super bowl just three years ago, we're just three years removed from that. You know, it's you're gonna have trouble talk att- attracting top coaching talent, and you're still trusting Howie Roseman with drafting, which he has drafted one Pro Bowler since 2013. That's Carson Wentz. We all saw that situation. It's a joke that Howie Roseman has outlasted four coaches in his time there, two of which have won Super Bowls. Kind of crazy, but. That's the only other news I wanted to talk about. I am scared the direction this this franchise is heading in. Howie Roseman needs to be gone. Jeffrey Lure needs to hire a GM and then get the fuck out of the way. He has had his hands on too much stuff lately, and you're letting Howie Roseman run a team into the ground. God, I hope John Dorsey, who's an advisor to our GM there, Howie Roseman, is going to be drafting or taking over a heavy hand in the drafting process because Hold Howie on. Roseman can't draft and John Dorsey, Dorsey has stacked talent. He's an both. associate? Yeah, he's an advisor. He's an advisor to the GM. Why? He's he should be the GM. I don't know why. He should have been fired in fucking Cleveland. Dorsey? Yeah. No, he shouldn't have, but nonetheless, he has stacked talent in both Casey before he went to Cleveland and we're seeing the fruits of his labor. Now he didn't make a right coaching move to his credit at the time. We thought he was making a, a lot of us didn't, but you saw the season 
of production that Baker had under Freddie Kitchens the year before. And I think we we all could understand why that move was made. However you want to talk about him addressing a coaching staff, he has put talent on KC roster and the Browns roster for years to come. So say whatever you want about the man. I would so much rather have him as our GM than Howie Rose. This has been your Eagles update with Meech. All right, well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. An, an epic rant from Meech. I'll pray for you, bud. I'll pray for you. Thanks for listening to Stone Sports. We appreciate it. As always, follow us on all social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. It's all Stone Sports Podcast. All right, say goodbye, boys. Peace. Peace. Lightest.